Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Happy New Year. I'm going to say it today. I'm going to say it tomorrow. Hey, Jason. Yes. Happy New Year. You know what? Thank you, Dan. We don't need Chad Hartman telling people when they can say Happy New Year or not. In a world of stupid takes from Chad Hartman, his anti-Happy New Year take may be the dumbest. I Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Drive Time with Jason. It's nice to have you with us today. Our friend Matt, who does all of the great videos that you see on Instagram from WCCO Radio. He's here, and I saw him, and I haven't seen him for like two weeks. I said, Happy New Year, Matt. And he responded with the appropriate uh, level of, of joy. You know, it's like a four out of ten. You shouldn't be that excited that somebody says Happy New Year to you. Chad, for years, has said that today is the last day to say Happy New Year, right? This is it. And I saw a couple of people on social media saying this today, too. Now, Dan, you used to produce Chad's show, and I understand. Yeah, I, I still have uh, therapy you're, sessions. You're still working yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Who could be against Happy New Year? Chad. I don't care if someone in June says Happy New Year to me. It's nice. I mean, I'd probably look and ask and say, it would be weird. It would be strange. Strange thing to say in June, but I'm not going to get upset. I mean, if I'm not going to blow my stack, I'm not going to go all Hartman on the bit. It's just such a strange thing to be mad about. And he's got a list. Like you said, you know, amongst his takes that are, you know, kind of crazy. He's consistent. There's a list. I admire it. Would you be mad? Oh, there he goes. Just. On his way back in. I've provoked. <laughs> you did. I've provoked. You did. Your fault. It's such a strange take. Chad some of Hartman us have here. standards. I mean, some of us have what standards. What is the standard? You know what I'd like to say to you? Happy Fourth of July. Yeah, fine. Happy Flag Day. It's three days. Flag Day that's is good. a day. New Year that, is that's a year. Fine. It's a whole Three year. days. That's it. Because by January 6th, if somebody says it's not sincere, it's not sincere anymore. It's, I don't know what to say. I really don't want to talk to you that much. Let's make this just a quick uh, drive-by. Hey, happy happy New Year. And you walk by. Well, no question when I'm looking for the foremost expert on sincere communication, you're my guy. I'm genuine. You are. I I hate disingenuous. You know that. That is true. I think you're just mad because I slept in when we were supposed to drink last night. I, I had such a plan to, like, wish you the happiest damn New Year that you've ever tonight? heard. Yeah. This well, is our last night to say Happy New Year. I I am available to say Happy New Year tomorrow. No. How no. bad do you want to have that drink? Depends on what the drink is. <laughs> then I, I mean, I can make it an attractive yeah, offer. Yeah, I mean, then, I then, can't I, make then, it. then I'll change. I can't. Uh, I'll change. Are there rules about other holidays? Are there rules like you got to get your Christmas lights down by this point? 
No, I well, I'm not Dan. I mean, Dan wants to keep his Christmas decorations up all year. February 1st. Which is ridiculous. February 1st. That's when they come to I've come to appreciate the lights. So I used to uh, be like you. Yeah. Uh, but then I, I got more sleep. And now I'm way more pleasant. Your Christmas lights? Like the neighbor's Christmas? Yeah. What kind of neighborhood do you live in? Well, I don't... I've been there many times. I don't mind if people keep the lights up. Yeah. I kept mine up to like March last year. (laughs) And on? You kept them on as well? Hmm. I kept them on all through January. That's fine. Why is that fine? I decided. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all right, I accept okay, that. Okay, how about happy that. birthday? Your birthday's coming up. I know That's you. True. I know your exact yes. date, January twenty fourth. Correct. You'll be sixty nine. That's right. Okay. How late <laughs> mm-hmm. after your birthday is it okay for Matt to say happy birthday to you? April. I'm just wondering. Does it come with a gift then from it- Matt? He Matt's the only person here. Yeah. Yeah. Who gave all of us cards? It was v- and, and I'm, very I, nice. I told him in all sincerity, a very genuine, kind card. Yeah, but no, he's done now. That was it for Christmas. Yeah, um, two days. Come on, for a happy birthday. Or? Yeah, it's no, it's three days again. Same thing. Well, I know a lot of people who celebrate their birthday month, right? Like it's supposed to be a celebration of them. I You want to name names? Want to give us a couple of people? Who... Well, I have a friend named Jen yeah. whose birthday was in January, and she referred to the month as January, <laughs> which I admire. Like, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. But for me, I expect people to celebrate, celebrate you. me annually yes. all year round. Exactly. So the birthday to me is less of an event Yeah. because it's just a continuation of what I always expect. Yeah. I think it's good to have standards. It's yes. good to have standards. Yeah. But Did Mary Moriarty not uh, all of a sudden cancel? And no, so you she, thought three thirty-five. Oh, okay, I just you this know, was just a joke. I was just me to get me to come in. I and I I bet it worked. Is there wine in here now? <laughs> Dan <laughs> Kelly's down below. I could get some. I mean, I I do have a bottle of vodka in our office. Naturally, shots. <laughs> I mean, that, think of the Mary Moriarty interview. If both of us do shots for the next fifteen minutes, and yeah. then. Let's go. We have a bar in this building. Yeah. Should be open before your show. It opens when your show begins. It's true. Think that's a coincidence? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go. Thank you. Chad Arbin, everybody. Yay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I think you could say Happy New Year as long as you want. I think we're saying it tomorrow for sure. Wow. Now, now maybe I don't want to give it up. You know, tomorrow he's going to expect it. He's going to be waiting. So you take tomorrow off and hit him with it on Friday? Sneak attack. Ooh, I like it. Happy like New Year. Subterfuge. Do you have any similar guidelines? You heard Chad's view. I believe you can wish people a happy. Now, if you saw them already in the new year and then you drop a happy new year on January 30th, that is you being a weirdo. But I think. Happy New Year. It has all the good things in the phrase. Happy New Year. 651-461-9226. Are you as weird as Chad? Uh, Let's hear it. (laughs) We'll share your texts and your calls when we come back here on Drive Time with Russia. All right, we started the show uh, 
just trolling Chad Hartman. It feels good. It just feels good. He generally is trolling me. So it was nice to go uh, in the other direction. I believe you can say Happy New Year to people all January. Chad says today is your last day. Jeff is in Sock Rapids, 651-461-9226. Jeff, Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year to you, Jason. <laughs> I mean, this Hartman guy, I tell you. Uh, well, I'll, I'll have to admit that some of my motivation here at this call is just a chance to roast him. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Outstanding. But, Jeff, you can have as much airtime as you want. Okay. Well, I'll keep it short. No, actually, uh, in all practicality, I've got a lot of good friends scattered across the country. We don't get to see each other very often. We speak on the phone, you know, sometimes sure. whenever we get a chance. Uh, if I haven't spoken with you since 2023, Happy New Year is in order. Yes. Yes. Who? Same with your birthday. Can you imagine I, what type of person would be upset at being told Happy New Year? No. No. In fact, I've got, uh, you know, like I said, friends across the country. Uh, uh, I talked to one of them. Uh, whole thing, I think it was probably about... Uh, Six, eight weeks after his birthday. Yeah. And we're just talking away. And I said, hey, you had a birthday since we talked, didn't you? And he says, yeah. I said, well, happy birthday. Yeah, but right. doesn't in- matter when it is. If you haven't talked to him before that, well, then. That's exactly right. It's Jeff- in order. And, Jeff, because your friend is a normal human being, not uh, Chad Hartman, your friend wasn't <laughs> like, it's too late to wish me a happy birthday. I have standards. <laughs> like, that didn't happen. <laughs> I've never had anybody say any such thing. In fact, I got a couple of buddies that are just damn happy to still be upright to hear happy birthday. Exactly. Exactly right. (laughs) Jeff, thanks for listening and thanks for the call. Happy New Year and happy birthday to you whenever that was, by the way. You know, the birthday. He's had a birthday since I've wished him that. (laughs) 651-461-9226. I have my Christmas decorations down on New Year's Day. End of the season. I think that's, I respect that. We had a bit of a discussion at our house whether to take the decorations down uh, this week or uh, Seth is having, uh, uh, and Seth is my college kid, who is having uh, his girlfriend come to town on Friday. And you're like, oh, do we want to keep the Christmas decorations up uh, for the girlfriend? And I, I think it's going to be a no. I think we're going to take the decorations down. I don't want that. We have a real tree. I don't want that sucker, like, bursting into flames. I mean, if you want to get real technical about it. Oh, here we go. Here comes Bible. Bible guy. <laughs> well, go. Christmas is actually. It's, well, uh, I mean, it's a season. Yeah. It's called Christmas Tide. Okay. And it goes until Friday night because then Saturday uh-huh. is the, the epiphany. So should I keep it? So at what time then should I take it down? Eleven fifty nine or twelve? Well, I mean, you can wait till I mean, Saturday morning. You get special dispensation <laughs> for that, for sure. I'm saying if you want to refer to it seasonally. Now, like I said yeah. earlier, for me, November first to February first. That's my Christmas decoration window. Right. I didn't make you take down the. No. Why would you? The tree. The lights. Why would I you? like the lights? Right. It's fine. Why would you? I'm with Bible guy. Says a texter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Texture. Through the epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Uh, the wild one says being in any way like Chad, weird or not, is really scary. Well, yeah. And on a different tangent, what's wrong with wishing someone a belated, happy, whatever? Exactly. 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 Odds are very good. I am going to forget your birthday. Your birthday. Mine? And the collective you. Anyone's birthday. Well, yeah. I have forgotten my own father's birthday yeah. three times. Ooh. I've now, done it once each for both parents. Now yeah. I have an alarm set yeah. on my phone. Yeah. A little reminder. And who who do you think I blamed for this? Your wife? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she could have told me. I mean, she could have told me. Technically, she could have. Yes. You're right about that. Yes. Christmas decorations came down New Year's Day along with the tree. And my wife has to celebrate her birthday the whole week of her birthday, which is kind of weird. So I used to think the the month birthday people or the week birthday that it was it was weird because it's very like look at me look, look at, at me, me look at me right but then i realized that essentially my whole career is look I mean, at me there's, so there's an element of that i mean i don't even like celebrating my birthday day cuz it feels too yeah, look at me. i know you don't like that yeah cuz it feels i don't you know, I've tried a couple of times. Just oh, hey, I should lighten up, and just and then right. I get you know the look at me's people coming at me, and I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't need that in my life. Ever, all the all the Epiphany fans are coming in. All right, Epiphany fans, let's go. Got a lot, Team Epiphany. Yeah, speaking up, keep the decor up through Epiphany. So the part of the deal here in Minnesota is this very mild winter mm. uh, can sort of tempt you to take the outdoor decorations down now because they're not like iced into the roof right now. Right, 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 right. So at a certain point they get iced in, you can't take and them down. For it's the game season. over. Yeah. And then you're, then you're hosed. It's killing me. Mine normally come down the day after Christmas, but because of COVID we have to celebrate a week from Friday. And my husband says it has to stay up until after we celebrate Christmas. Good for your husband. I can admire the type A though. Where you're like, the season's done, boom, I wash my hands like Laura like was Laura saying did that, yeah. the other yeah. day that she took everything down the day after Christmas. Oh, that seemed like more of a clutter situation. than. Well, I'm like that with presents. Like the presents get packed up almost immediately after opening. I about, this is maybe three, four months ago, found a candle that my brother and sister-in-law had given me like two years ago. And that I'd set aside in a gift bag and promptly forgot about it. <laughs> For like two years. Yeah. yeah. So that's how. Did you light it when you found it? I did. It? And it's like yeah. one of those woodwick candles. Oh, yeah. So it smells great. Right. But there's some sort of makes perfume the... thing in there that just oh. makes my eyes get itch and water. And, mm. you know, so that, that kind of. I kind of love candles. I have to oh, say. Oh, I'm a big candle yeah. guy. That's why, you know, that, this, it wasn't a bad present on their part. I just put it in a bag and put it in a corner and forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. I give everyone, I mean, for sure, keep your outdoor decor. Well, keep it. Do whatever you want. If it gives you joy, who cares? I do like uh, people's exterior lights up. I think it's fun. In Maple Grove, where we are not uh, having the ice castles because it hasn't been cold enough. They're trying. You see them trying to build that thing, and nothing's happening. A pile of snow under a blanket. But uh, the city or the, the Chamber of Commerce or whoever has lit up all of the trees along the main street. And... 
It's great. Beautiful. More lights uh, year-round. I'm all for it. Uh, appreciate everybody's calls and texts. And certainly, I, I did not know we had so many Epiphany fans. But the text line is lighting Who up. Who knew? I mean, I love it. <laughs> Bible guy. Of course you love it. Is that, is that what we should call your segment? Call it Bible guy? <laughs> Bible guy. Why not? Instead of our Monday moment. All right. It is Monday. What's it called? I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> Monday message. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 328, Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty is going to join us in a couple of minutes. I will say, when I first read about this new effort uh, to try to crack down on kind of officers who have disciplinary uh, records and, and officers who have a track record of lying on cracking down on, on their testimony— uh, I, I had questions, and I think you're going to have questions, too. It should be a great conversation with the Hennepin County Attorney, Mary Moriarty, in just a minute here on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 3.34 on this Wednesday, the county attorney in Hennepin County has a new policy designed to try to cut down on officers who have a track record of lying or misconduct, uh, cut down on them testifying in court. It is a part of a trend that we're seeing around the country. But for many of you who think that a prosecutor works to kind of prove the police cases, uh, this policy may come as a surprise, which is why we wanted to talk with County Attorney Mary Moriarty. She joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Mary, thanks for being here. Thanks for inviting me to be with you. So I have I have talked before on how the county attorney uh, works for the people and is responsible for justice, not responsible uh, to to get the, the cops version of stories through through uh, through court. Uh, do you agree with that? Am I am I characterizing that correctly? Well, we want to work collaboratively with police. And so we are presenting the strongest case possible. And obviously, if there's something that an officer has done in an individual case or if there was a consistent history of something, that damages the entire system, including our office and that law enforcement agency. So so explain what the problem is and then talk about how this new policy will will help to solve it. Yes. Um, so what we we so our Supreme Court, the, the United States Supreme Court mandates that prosecutors give to the defense certain types of information that might be favorable to their defense. Now, as you mentioned before, that could be lying, um, but it also can be things like um, whether they followed uh, policy and procedure about collection of evidence or obtaining statements or 
recording communications. So we're not talking necessarily about officers who are lying. There, there are various categories of information that we are required to give to the defense. And the problem in the past has been that this office has only disclosed information that is public. And as you and your your listeners probably know, departments have different uh, discipline uh, matrices and something that they may consider to be public or consider to be private may actually be something that we have to disclose. So this policy is really getting at the behavior or the actions, whether it's public or private, making sure that we give it to the defense. We can also, by the way, argue, and we frequently do, that even though we had an obligation to give it to the defense, that it just doesn't make any difference. It's not relevant in an individual case. Mary Moriarty is with us, uh, the Hennepin County attorney. I wondered what kind of you sent a letter to the different uh, police chiefs. But you've also been meeting with them as you kind of came up with the policy, right? What kind of I wondered if the police would be irritated by this, that that, you know, it's uh, 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 feels like the county attorney is maybe working more for the defendant than working uh, uh, alongside with the police. What kind of reaction did you get? Yeah, not at all. And I think it's important for people to understand that. I didn't what I sent out to the police chiefs today was actually the the process that the police chiefs and we have been working on for many, many months. Mm. So there was nothing new in what I sent out. This is what we've been working on together. And actually, this is a huge step forward in our office's relationship with police chiefs and our communication with them. And and this is why uh, in the past, this office has not talked to police chiefs or even officers if a judge has thrown out one of our cases, which was really surprising to me. Um, And as as an example that I've given before I came here, um, there was a situation in one of the suburbs where our, this office had six cases thrown out based on one particular police officer. And I was always wondering how that could happen. And when I got in office, I checked and the police chief made me aware of the fact that he was never even told about mm. this situation by our office. Otherwise, he would have addressed it. So, so the, the judge, the judge is- threw out the cases because they didn't like uh, uh, the policing tactics of the officer and no one ever told the chief. Exactly. No one, no one communicated that. And in fact, That's crazy. what was even, it is. And what was very surprising to me as well, that we had different lawyers prosecuting those cases and the last prosecutor, the sixth one didn't know about those previous suppression orders either. And so she shows up on the sixth case, and it was actually defense counsel that gave her those five previous suppression orders because the office didn't collect those. And then she was given 30 minutes to try to figure out what to do about it. That's a tremendous disservice to police, to our office, to the person who's accused, and to the system in general. And so this is a really positive step forward in communicating with our police chiefs. After that happens once, and we've been doing that. We sit down with the chief and the officer and explain what happened. Very often it's just a training issue or something the officer wasn't aware of, so we're trying to help with training. 
And then our expectation is that that won't happen again. So we can prevent that situation where six cases get thrown out or, frankly, even two, three, four or five. So this is why this is a huge um, step forward in this office's relationship and partnership with police um, in all of Hennepin County. Uh, you did have the chief of Brooklyn Park, Mark Bruley, with you today talking about the plan, saying he liked it. He he thinks this is the right move. It's it's, uh, you know, gives him more confidence that his officer's testimony will stand up. That's the ultimate purpose here, right, to make sure that the case that goes forward sticks, that it doesn't get thrown out because of, you know, what you you find more evidence or another way to get at it or uh, if one officer is compromised in some way. Yeah, that's exactly right. And what I've heard from police chiefs throughout the past year is they don't want police officers who are lying, but they also want to know if one of their officers uh, testified in court and for some reason the judge wasn't satisfied with their testimony. And so what I've said to them is we will share that with you. We'll work on training if that's the issue. And they have all said that they want to know that. They have all said we want to be effective, as do we. And so that's why it's always been puzzling to me why this office didn't have that kind of partnership or relationship with law enforcement in the past, um, that we just kind of did our separate thing, because that's a disservice, as I said, to our law enforcement partners, to our prosecutors, to the person who's accused, and to the system in general, and to the community. Mary Moriarty is with us. I'll tell you, Mary, my my first reaction when I saw the headline, before I read the whole story that was uh, published in the Star Tribune today, and that's why I'm glad that you're here to explain this, but my first reaction was, here we go again with the Hennepin County attorney going after what the cops are doing wrong instead of talking about different ways that we're working to get criminals off the street. How, how do you respond to that? Because you know that is the rip on you uh, from your critics. Yeah, and I, I understand from the headline it may have looked that way. And and that's why it was it was nice to have Chief Bruley there who talked about, and I think he actually said this, our administration has been a breath of fresh air, that we have been great partners with them and with other law enforcement and so this this is really about working together. It's not about um, going after the police. In fact, it's the opposite. It's making sure that we all present good cases. And, you know, I do a lot of ride alongs. I go to roll calls and I talk to officers about what we're doing. And when they understand it really is about partnering and trying to make sure we present effective cases, they're all on board. And I think that's why we have the cooperation and partnership of police. Mary Morty, um, Moriarty is with us. Uh Appreciate you explaining this before before I let you go. Is there any update on uh, the the shooting that uh, involved the uh, state? Was it the state patrol trooper, the the Ricky Cobb uh, case? Any update on that from you guys? Not at the moment. Okay, very good. Wanted to just check in on that. We appreciate your uh, time and uh, you uh, talking a little bit about kind of making sure good evidence gets on the stand. I think everybody is is in favor of that. Thanks, Mary. Appreciate it. Thank you. 344. There she is, the county attorney. You heard what she said. Uh, lots of texts coming in. Uh, 
And we welcome that. 651-461-9226. I'll share some of your feedback. And we're going to talk about nine ways to get healthy without trying very hard. All of that as we continue here on CCO. All right, if you missed our conversation with Mary Moriarty or any segments on this show, we'd love to have you check out our podcast. Odyssey app, a great way to get it. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you enjoy your podcast. Uh, just search DeRussia, and you could subscribe to the show, leave a review, or you can just click on individual interviews. We upload hours, which is kind of a nice way if you want to listen in the morning. Uh, I have some friends who listen while they work out. Uh, so do that as well. We appreciate everybody who uh, checks out the podcast. Uh, so do it. Get on it. Uh, texts. Not a lot of Mary Moriarty love on the text line. Uh, I think it's great. She wants to protect people that are charged and wrongfully charged, says Mark. But it would really be nice if she would start backing the blue instead of throwing them underneath the bus. She has a history of that. Another texter says, how did she work in the DA's office for years and didn't question this? Uh, She was the public defender. So she was the one who wasn't getting the information. I'll be curious to see more of the reaction from uh, police chiefs. We know that Mark Bruley is on board. Uh, If I were a chief, I would be a little irritated to know that my officer's evidence was getting thrown out of court and nobody was telling me. Tell you that much. Um, There are prosecutors, the Star Tribune reports uh, around the country who have created even more aggressive policies where they basically blacklist officers who are not credible in court. Honestly, I don't think that's a bad idea. The idea here, uh, from my perspective, is not to uh, throw the police under the, bl- under the bus. It's to make sure that, that cases stick and that uh, guilty people do face consequences. And so if you've got officers who have a history of bad behavior on the stand, who have a history of questionable uh, searches or seizures or whatever, and their evidence is, you know, how many times can some somebody go on the stand and have their evidence thrown out? I don't think we should be mad at the county attorney in that case. We should be mad at the fact that there's no system in place uh, to do a better job of of figuring out who these people are. Uh, There are requirements Uh, federal requirements, and those are called, uh, well, they call it like a Brady rule or a a, a different uh, uh, Giglio, I believe, is the other one, that prosecutors do have uh, a constitutional duty to disclose information to the defense, say, look, uh, this witness is questionable. And police officers are are under that rule. But the question there is question, depending on where you live, depending on who the prosecutor is, what needs to be disclosed. And we'll see how this shakes out for sure. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, a lot of people are focusing right now on ways to get healthier. And so Dan sent me this list of nine ways to get healthier without trying very hard. I mean, I sent you this list with tongue firmly planted in cheek because I think it's an NPR article. That's right. So it's very NPR, very NPR-ish. 
I can give you the short version of this story. Sure. There is no way to no, get healthier exactly. without trying yep. very hard. Yep. <laughs> what, you know, I mean, there's so much of this nonsense right now where people, yes, we all want to be healthy. Yes, we want, oh, gosh, if I just would park my car a little farther from the target and walk from the, walk through the lot, I'm set. I can have seven pieces of pizza now. <laughs> if I just get the Diet Coke with the extra... Uh, that, that is number water, one. Be fine. Yeah. Get healthier without even going to the gym. Think sure. of think of low effort movements like sweeping the floor, strolling through the grocery aisle, <laughs> uh, bobbing your leg up and down at your desk. Don't sure. do that. Don't do no? that. Do not be the most annoying person in your workplace. And you're going to sit there. I just I'm working out over here. <laughs> Good Lord. Ridiculous. You know. Have you seen those? Are we done with the treadmill desk? Well, I was just going to ask. Yeah, because they have those things that are treadmills without the handles on it. You know, and you just stick that on the desk and then you can just walk. I did. I interviewed a CEO once who had the treadmill desk. This is such like a CEO thing, right? I don't know. I get like back in my day when I would spend more time at a desk. I mean. The anchor desk, would you like? I mean, if you could have a quiet treadmill and just have have you walking while you're doing the news. One of those steppers, you could do that. One of those stepper deals. Uh, Number one at-home clothing rack. Is it your closet or a treadmill? It's a treadmill or like an exercise Elliptical? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we have the – my wife uses the, like, we have the uh, poor man's – Peloton. Okay. Ours is called like Mix Fitness. I have a stand for my road bike, ah, which neither goes on the road nor do I ever really bike it on the stand. So it just sort of sits. But there. it look it's a nice display. Sure, and I got stuff hanging from it. How about uh, Ozempic without the medication? Eat more oats, rye, whole wheat, or many legumes. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Little acts of joy can have a big payoff. Think about chatting up a stranger or petting other people's dogs. I'm sorry. I thought they said joy. (laughs) I mean, the dogs, maybe. Some of this stuff. Chatting up a stranger? Find a therapist you can afford. Well, sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Have you seen? Cut back on ultra-processed food in your diet. Good luck. What about the ultra-processed healthy food? What do you do about that? I'm assuming that doesn't exist. Manage manage your back and neck pain. That See, that's my oh. issue. I got a muscle in my arm that when I move it to the right, it really hurts. And it's hurt for a month, and I'm, I, I'm almost to the point where maybe I should go see a doctor. I got a pain in the neck, and I work with him from hey, 3 to 6. Oh, hey. There we go. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 